You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. to grind the hardcore podcast i'm bob i'm tom <laughs> and and am i introducing myself i'm You're eric. introducing yourself yeah oh eric. what's up what's up Just everybody off. bob did um, the intro right because he said the yeah but i'm usually the cleanup hitter i'm the last you're guy. usually third oh, yeah well, we, the, i i did okay so i wasn't i didn't you, know no, you went the right order i was i thought okay, about cool. pre-prone but i was like let's let's just go <laughs> off the cuff okay um i think given that we had no planning on that i'd still give us like a, a solid b plus a minus i think we okay. did good yeah um, no it's not the worst it's ever gone joining us today very special guest but it's like i don't even want to call you a special guest you're part of the the Axagrind. <laughs> you're like inner circle Axagrind family eric yeah. wilson uh also of the world famous worst possible timeline <laughs> um how you For doing sh- today I'm doing great. Thank you guys for for having me. I'm excited to uh, chop it up with you, and I'm excited to to talk about some hardcore hardcore rules. As you guys might know, Patrick's not here. Tom, where's Patrick? He's somewhere over the Bermuda Triangle. And, uh, <laughs> no, um, he's on his way from. Uh, he's going across the world, going to the United Kingdom to play some gigs. He's playing Outbreak, and I I don't know if he's they're hitting the uh, mainland Europe, but I think he's doing a bunch. Of shows in the United Kingdom, I think somewhere yeah. one step closer. Uh, anxious, anxious, I think. Anxious. Right, right. Is that now? Yeah, it's it's Angel Dust, anxious, anxious, and right. and, and and Drug Church, and um, so I think it is just United Kingdom. I was curious, like thinking about that, uh, Western Australia. Is he flying across the Americas, or does he go across like Asia? I think you go across Asia, right? It's probably some weird, like, you go north, and then, like, you're over Siberia, and then somehow you, like, wake up, and you're in London. No, damn. I, I, so, act, I have a little bit of insider information. Uh, yes. Chris Chris from Drug Church told me the uh, – they, they Pat went to, went to them and said, just, you know, book whatever's cheapest. Uh, he's like, I don't care. And let me tell you, it's about two days solid of going through airports and getting on flights, and it sounds like a hell that I wouldn't put my worst enemy through. Oh no! You but, going, but, like, but but we know direct, how you go direct. Like fuck that! Come on. Correct. No, he's. I think he's going. To, I think he has. Like I think a, he has multiple spots. Stops. Like that's what I'm yeah. saying. Like, we're adults now. Kuala Lumpur. I think he's. He's got. A, he he has a layover in a place I legitimately. I'm th- almost 32 years old. I he has a layover in a place I never heard of. <laughs> well, <I> f- <laughs> shout out to our 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 uh, our our first base coach, our pinch hitter, Patrick. Um, we are not obligated to do any of his uh, normal standing, so uh, so thank you. Um, Eric's going to do a great job today. Uh, before we get into the meat of the episode, shout out to our sponsors. Tom, you're going to have to do the noises. Are you ready? Oh, man. Yeah. I can do some noises. Okay. Yes. Uh, Let Eric do the noises. I, I, all right. I, Eric does the noises. Tom, you give the grading. You do the grading. You've been, I like yeah. that. Uh, run for cover records. <laughs> Deathwish Inc. 
Closed casket activities. And last but certainly not least, to live a lie. Ooh. See, these were all pat Jace, so it, it, it's not it's not like when if you're a listener, you hear that you're not like I don't know what's happening now. So they were close yeah. enough. Yeah. The first one sounded very like wacky Z Morning Zoo. <laughs> Elvis Duran, sure, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what it sounded like, which was cool. Um, I'd give them a, a solid uh, ninety out of hundred. All right, so it's like a Jordan Poole to Steph Curry kind of thing. Yes, congratulations <laughs> to the Bay Area. Yeah, and everyone yes. else. Who, I, I'm a Warriors fan because Chris Mullen went to played for the Warriors and I like big I'm a big dumb Irish guy and he was a big dumb Irish guy so and we're both Yo, we went to high school the same high school so shout I'm just out grateful not not to offend uh, maybe some of our listeners I I just want to say quickly that I I love Boston hardcore but fuck thank God the Warriors beat the fucking Celtics I know Yo look I've got a lot of history with the Celtics I don't hate them as a franchise I certainly I don't love either, for them. Actually. Uh, of the Boston sports teams, easily my favorite of the Boston sports teams. Oh, one hundred percent. However, can't let Boston win. How and however, <laughs> their attitude through this playoffs. Look, y'all were like under five hundred. <laughs> I would have liked a little little slice of humble pie as you came in, and the Warriors scraped you off their shoe like the champions they were. Making shirts that said it's 18, uh, da, da. you deserve all the chirping from the Warriors. Those dudes were not playing, and you came in. Mm, mm. So <laughs> I was worried for a minute. The, the, the Celtics looked a lot faster. They, they, there was they a minute like, oh, where they were good. But, play, and I was like, oh, boy. Yo, then, then they won 3-2-1, boom. Last three games of the series just crushed them. Game six wasn't even close. But thank you, everyone, for joining us for, uh, for Axe of Grind Sports Talk. I, I debated doing a whole episode. Tom, we might need to as a bonus episode. Just full Sports on. Center. Yeah, hey, yeah. hey, 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 how about how about them Yankees and Mets, baby? Ooh, well, we're going to get there. We're going to oh. get there. Ooh, no spoilers. But, yo, uh, big shout out to our sponsors. We're keeping it tight today. Um, they all have lots of new stuff going on. Uh, yes. I encourage you to go to the social media and follow them. If you have not, please do um, go to their web stores. Check them out today. Even if you just go to one, check out one of their web stores today. They have new things going up. Uh, we're going to get back to really citing them. But because we have a an honored, esteemed, much respected guest today, I want to <laughs> kind of get into it. So thank you to Deathwish. Thank you to, to Live a Lie. Thank you to Run for Cover. And thank you to Close Casket. Y'all are our favorites. I have a question. Yes, sir. And this is off the top of our heads. This is not no pre-pro. Mm-hmm. Is Eric our most, like, has he been on the show the most? He's close. Alex Casey also has, and Dave, Dave also has. True. But I feel like yeah. Eric might be the number one. I think Eric's number one because he's had scheduled performances. He's had, like, <laughs> we've, we've done call-ins to him. He's sure. had drop-ins. He's True. had every type of appearance. So. I've been, I've been, I've been around since day one. You, you have were been. day one. Yeah, we have. Uh, you are our favorite non-guest audience member. <laughs> when you had the switch at Tom's apartment, sure, sure. Oh, that's, I have a, <laughs> I have a photo of it, Tom. I've sent you the photo. That might be yeah. the next Axe Grind shirt, actually. <laughs> oh no! I mean, I'm about, I'm about fifty pounds heavier in that photo than I am. Yo, now. you legitimately are. Yo, you're, you're a svelte man these days. So, uh, <laughs> I'm not. Can here's, here's. When we're in Los Angeles. Oh yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, yeah. Oh, good idea. Um. <laughs> Eric, yes. Who would win in a fight, Eric on the floor with the switch or Svelte L.A. Eric? Oh, you. I mean, listen. I think we're dealing with two different beasts. 
Well, in some ways, yes, but at the I think at the end of the day, the the heart of of both those individuals is that we're not we're not fighters, we're lovers, man. I, I would hug that person, and of he would hug course. me, knowing of course what he would become. <laughs> All right, I'm going to allow it for now, but but I do want to stew on it. I think I think Runyon Cannon Canyon mm-hmm. Eric wins it, man. I think oh, he's yeah, been I trading. Mean, Here's the thing, yeah. I think. I think uh, uh, switch floor Eric might get the mitts a little going, but <laughs> Runyon Canyon Eric is not just going to have a little speed and stamina on him, but I think he's going to have a little bit of a like, whoa, 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 watch out for the threads, man. Like, I've got these <laughs> shades on, these sunglasses. Don't mess up my gear. What you right, doing? Like hopping him like with a like a left jab and be like, what are you yeah. doing, man? Yeah, yeah. yeah you're gonna yeah. you're gonna almost be offended if this dude tried to come at you. So yeah. I get it. Um Canyon Eric. I love it. <laughs> Guys, how you doing? How you feeling? I still had an LA question. I have so many LA questions. All right, well Please. get it in. Get it in. You LA questions. Still? Say it again, sorry. You still see Kevin Smith? On your runs, I haven't in a little while. Uh, Toby he, Morris. Oh, Toby, I see all the time. I see him at Runyon, and I see him just like elsewhere, like at places I wouldn't even expect. Like I went to some like art show. I forget what neighborhood. It might have been like Glassell Park, and he was just there walking around. I was like, hey, "It's fucking Toby." Do you guys give each other the hardcore nod? <laughs> I've tried to, but he kind of <laughs> he kind of just looks. I, I, I I've I've tried to give him the hardcore nod, but he doesn't he d- he doesn't see me. Damn, damn, he's, he gives you the jump. No, like <laughs> All right, guys, uh, I've been doing this with some friends. I want you to give me how you're feeling today out of a thousand. Oh, um, I, I'm feeling like a, I'd say a nine hundo. I'm feeling pretty nice. good. Nice. That's really good, Tom. How yeah. about you? Damn, man. Now I feel my, I got to fix my answer. Because <laughs> I was going to be like, I don't know, like 62, like 620. Yeah, I yeah. mean, but that's like you're 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 in, you're in Sunnyside, I presume. Yes, that's like uh, a New York. You know what I mean? That's like a yeah. You know, pretty good. That's like a yeah. Sixty two. Sixty two ain't bad. You haven't been outside, Tom. I was outside this morning. I have not uh, touched grass. Oh man, it, it is pleasant. <laughs> There's a little breeze now. You you probably will have the same breeze as me up there. A uh, little breeze, comfortable, and you're gonna have a nice day. It's uh, I, I'm at. I'm at a conserv- conservative, going to give it an 880 right now because went to the farmer's market, uh, made some <laughs> plans for later in the day. Yeah, went to a, uh, an open house at a very old house that uh, was nice, but you know we think they're going to bulldoze it to put up a nicer house. Got it. Yeah, so uh, nice so, little- so far, nice little Saturday. No home I mean, depot I have to be honest. Yes. Bob's an early morning guy. True. I'm a late night guy, right? Yeah. So in the midst of trying to plan, like <laughs> yeah, this is good. world traveler, where in the world is Patrick San Diego? <laughs> I'm texting with Pat. Bob's probably already asleep because he's got like children. I, I crashed out hard right. as hell. There's no sports to watch last night. Right. I was and you're out in the host. sun. It's, I get it. Yeah. So now I'm like, hey man, I'm like, let's settle for 8 a.m. New York time. Bob will be in an, up in more than enough time to either say yes or no. Yep. I'm gonna set an alarm. I'm like a dude. If you if I'm allowed to sleep till eleven thirty, your boy's gonna sleep till eleven thirty. Um, so I had a long set for like seven. So I was up at like seven thirty. Yes. After falling asleep at like three. Tom, do you know when I responded to that uh, message, which I actually thought was brilliant on your part? Thank you. 
Uh, I responded at, when I woke up at 5.24 a.m. this morning. Like you were up for the day. Huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow, 5 a.m. Yeah, yeah. I wake up at 5.30 when I go, holy shit, I'm going to piss myself. That's pretty much <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Like, oh, no. Been, yeah. I've always been an early riser. And even on low sleep, I'm, I'm up in the uh, – if I sleep till 7, that's that's like – I'm like, I mean, that's where, that where did the day go? Yeah, yeah but You had two. Yeah, I, I got that. That's it. Doesn't hurt. Um, the dad part is is going to sleep earlier, and then I've forced myself to be able to catch naps, which is uh, like when they're nice napping. Little, right? Oh, when they nap. Uh, I also I was not feeling great the other day, and I was like, all right, you know what I need to do? I need to sleep for an hour, and I forced myself to sleep, and woke up an hour later and did feel better. So I'm I'm really I don't know. I got some weird shit going on right now. Um, <laughs> Yo, we're we're gonna keep it nice and light today, but guys, but I do have an activity. Um, Tom, I gave a little fill in, but Eric, you're totally clueless to this. Um, but you're not. You know the concept, okay? This or that, sure. Eric Wilson edition. So um, <laughs> I have a bunch of questions. Tom might have a few too. Um, so I want to get into them, uh, and you know, everybody, this is an easy enough concept. Uh, this or that. And then we can explain why, you know, always a fun thing. I was just on a uh, trip with a couple friends uh, during some of the longer stretches. It w- part of the trip was like an eight hour drive uh, to and from a giant uh, to Big Bend National Park. Nice. So, uh, yeah, it was very cool. But we had some time to kill on the road. So uh, there was a lot of games played, um, as you might imagine. <laughs> uh, some of it not fit for air. Some of it made its way into these questions. But I also catered them to uh to hit both of you but specifically you eric because uh you're the star of the show today <laughs> wow i mean Special line. no pressure <laughs> all right are you, are you guys ready i got the let's first go. one and i want i i'm curious from both of you on this one let's go okay. biohazard or marauder oh god i i think i know what both of you are going to answer but i don't totally know which is which is the element of a good question to me that's a very good question i have my answer but i defer to let eric start but but build yours out walk us through your thought process here you dubs they're both just they're both undeniable bands i mean they're they're top t i mean you know urban discipline and and master killer are at the top of the heap as far as new york hardcore goes in my opinion uh i think i go marauder i think master killer is just i think honestly i think master killer might be my number one new york hardcore album uh urban discipline though is just it's some of those songs are perfect like they're just and 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 so that that it's a it's a tough decision, but uh, I think at the end of the day, I think I, I I go I go Marauder. Tom, where are you at? I would also go Marauder, but here's my thought. I agree mm. with 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 Eric that Marauder, that Master Killer is an all time classic. Mm. But so if we were to rate like if if you put all the Biohazard and Marauder records together and you were going to compile a list. Okay. Master Killer is number one, but then oh, but from you're like gonna two give to five it. are Biohazard. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Right? So like number two, obviously, Urban Discipline. Yep. Then maybe you go the first record, the Maze mm-hmm. record. Then yep. there's uh, uh, State of the World Address. 
then there might be like I might even go that last Marauder record. Okay. Yep. Uh, do you remember the name of it? Uh, I don't. Is it God Is I, Eric? Yee, that sounds God, right. God, God, I forget the name of the record. Gangster. I, I mean, a, it, is it gangster? It, I'm pulling. Uh, God Is I was 2009. That I was think a, that's pr- that God Is I is that last one. Yes. And yes. hard. It's a hard yes. record. But like you know, like some of the like brutality is not a good record. The the five deadly venoms. Is it five yeah. deadly venoms? Yeah. Yes. Was literally a demo that they recorded. That for, wasn't intended like, for release, right? That wasn't intended for release, and then it, then the label put it out. Huh. See, so, like, I don't. Listen, I, I, it doesn't sound great. I, I kind of. I don't mind. I, I kind of like brutality. I think that it has tracks. It's not as I. It's not iconic in the way. I mean, none of their other. I mean, iconic it's in the a way demo that. Demo and Master Killer, really. Um, you know, it's the demo. Yeah, the minus demo and. I shout out to the Eddie Leeway demo. Um, I think more bands should have Eddie Leeway demos. Um, <laughs> Good uh, concept for New York hardcore. Just have Eddie Leeway come in and, and uh, sing over your pre-recorded demo. Just see what he does with that thing. I I would love that personally, but uh, great. that's a great scheme. Wow. But but yeah, you, but you got to give. I mean, and Biohazard. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, but they like for a moment at least they 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 broke through above the rim of 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 the hardcore scene oh you know? yeah oh yeah. yeah oh yeah no yeah. i mean of those two bands Sabbath and stuff like they toured with like big they yeah. played arenas and shit exactly yeah biohazard really kind of broke through marauder never hit the heights that biohazard did in terms of like mass popularity no which is like no. you know and i know if from the from the perspective of someone who lo- you know people who are into hardcore but i i listen to i listen to master killer and i'm like yo this can stand in my opinion, with any other of the big metal albums or the big, whatever, you know, big hardcore albums, like this is a fucking tight sounding record. Like it had like all the parts flow into each other perfectly. The vocals are great. Like the lyrics are great. Why isn't that machine head? Right. Why didn't that get bigger? Because I think it, I think it stands with, with other big shit. I think it holds quite honestly, they couldn't get out of their own way. Which is the case probably for a lot of a, a lot, lot of man. New York. You know, yeah. you got to play the fucking game, and those dudes are not fucking around. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fair enough. Yeah. You know those those dudes are legit fucking I, hard dudes. I have a question for both of you guys. Um, so you'll both agree that Master Killer is kind of a, a metal and hardcore fusion, right? Yeah. How much metal, give it percentage out of 100, how much metal and how much hardcore if you had to put it in there? I, I, I think I'm in a different spot than either of you, but I'm because you're both big fans, if you had to give it a percentage, how much of it is metal, how much of it is a hardcore sound? I, I, I Listen, there's more metal in there than a lot of, like, there's more metal in there than, say, like, Bright Side by Killing Time, oh, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, yeah. Th- I would, I'd put it as maybe like a 30 to 35% metal. Okay. Tom? Sorry, I, I muted myself because I got in trouble for drinking water the last time. I <laughs> um, you, your water bottle has made appearances. It's okay. Yeah, you know what? I, I worked 12 hours and I had to talk about hardcore with, with Pat. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 I'm never mad about the water bottle. Shoot me. Um, <laughs> I would go probably like 75% metal. Wow. Okay. I mean, just think about it at the time. Yeah. This was like a fucking metal record. Yeah. Played by like legit fucking hardcore lunatics. Yeah. Now it seems it fits a lot more. Like it, it seems tame, not tame, but like 
it seems more middle of the pack hardcore. It's, yeah, I, I mean, came after. I am I am really happy to see that contrast in between your answers because that's what I was expecting. Um, and I'm I'm Eric. I would put myself closer to Tom's side, but but, but, but I also can, think that hardcore has migrated sonically closer right. to this sound. So yeah. it's it's more like where your seat is at the table like right you exactly. know what i mean like L- less like so if, than than the whole thing if you were to show that album to uh, to someone who's into hardcore they go what is this metal you know but if you were to show that to like a metalhead anthrax metallica megadeth dude at the time or even now they would go i don't think i i don't think that they would necessarily recognize it as like as as super metal, you know, it's, <sighs> it's a weird it, crossover to them. Yeah, they'd see some of the crossover. I think it's it's interesting <laughs> to compare it to some of the metal that was going on at the time of its release, which you're into like death metal, you know what I mean? And like, um, and it's not that, you know, it's certainly it, it's 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 an interesting placement for that record. Um, <laughs> I it, thought, I, go ahead. No, I, I just wanted to say, like, it's interesting because it's it is it's a lot pers- just purely perspective but like you know uh, you know and i grew up as someone more into hardcore than into metal but like i would listen to a band like leeway and then i'd listen to a band like anthrax obviously anthrax much bigger band but i would listen to leeway and go this is a better anthrax like why wasn't this big you know uh, you nailed something um on said road trip i was on uh we did a brief listening of the the big four you know sure as you would anthrax is so (laughs) is you know if you sub out those vocals and even the vocals aren't a million miles at all times but if you subbed in a roger uh uh rabies of eddie jesus christ it's crossover um, it's crossover it's It's really it's got a lot of new york hardcore in the the elements i don't like to even give anthrax that credit because of their whole nyhc thing and bah, bah, bah. but like it you makes sense Eric, right? oh yeah oh yeah 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 i mean copyright the new york harker symbol well well uh yeah oh yeah and and also the um i mean scott ian right that's the guitarist he was in uh yes. sod yep right and so, so was the drummer oh yeah okay so it totally, it's like it's like oh yeah, of course this has crossover. It's it's literally people members of kind of thing. You know, it, it makes sense. It lines in. So yeah, I knew you both would pick. I thought I didn't know. I didn't know. I thought you both would pick Marauder, but I'm glad to see it. If you had, one. if you had to pick, Urban Discipline or any other Marauder record besides Master Killer, is it Urban Discipline? Yes. Yes. All right. I mean, All maybe, right, maybe that, maybe the the minus demo, maybe. Yeah, you, but you got a like, lot of love for that, huh? I like that. I just like, yeah. I mean, like it has like a demo core aspects to it, where it just sounds kind of fuzzy and nice. And minus's vocals yeah. are cool, so yeah. I mean, Master right. Killer when it first came out, there was pushback. Right, I can imagine because yeah. those songs were already on the minus demo. So when it first came out, they're like, "What the? This isn't how I remember Marauder." Right. Knowing right. that there was a different singer and everything. Well, I mean, like, I think I think Jorge improves on Life Is Pain. Honestly, I mean, like, his voice is incredible. But at the time, yeah. when you're used to the the inflections and like the off kilter kind of placement of the lyrics on some of the stuff, you're like, and then you hear the Masticula version. It's like, oh, this is like there was a producer in there. 
Yeah, right? It's I mean, so maybe. often. I mean, like, right? Isn't that the story of demo to album that we get? Yeah. Yeah. You get so used to the song in that form, you have to almost break yourself and like, go, okay, wait, let me give this new ears because it's something you know, but now it's different. It's right, uh, right. But w- what's what's more cathartic? Life <laughs> is pain, or life is fucking pain. Come on. Life is fucking uh, you just asked one of uh, one of life's big questions. Give it to us, Tom. This is primarily for Eric, but I was like, Bob, he's I, the star I, of the I show. <laughs> yeah, I know Bob's probably answer, mm-hmm. but this is a tough one for Eric. This is Marauder uh-huh. or Sheer Terror. Um, fuck. I, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, uh, I mean, <sighs> that's tough. Yeah. Cause sheer terror has a couple albums. Right. Whereas like, yeah. you know, sheer terror kind of, I mean, obviously the first album is, 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 is the main thing, but they, they, they have great songs spread across their catalog. And it's like, where to me, biohazard for my taste, it's like pretty much urban discipline. Um, <sighs> Marauder still might be a better record than, in my opinion, in it than any of the the Sheer Terror records as a whole. You know what I mean? So is that your vote? I guess so. I mean, I, I said at the I top love that, hearing the pain in your voice. This is these are really <laughs> hard soul questions for you. I, I mean, I said at the top that I think I've been thinking about it recently. I think Master Killer is my favorite of the New York hardcore albums. So you know, I think I got to, yeah, I think again, I got to give it to them just for that fucking album. But I do love sheer terror too. I mean, it's yeah, I have to, this is no, yeah, this is no reflection of the, your love. Yeah. Uh, Tom, as you might've guessed, my answer is sheer terror. Yes. I uh, just can't hit enough. And then ugly and proud. I really like ugly and proud a lot. I think, I actually think that there's some tracks and love songs for the unloved. I, did we talk about yep. love songs for the unloved at some point, Tom? Have we done that? It's a cool, it's a better record than I think people know. And then, to be really honest, the the standing up for falling down record that was like 2014 yeah. is really good. Oh, yeah, they had a great comeback. Back. Yeah, like it's. Um, I I I implore for some reason I I came to this uh, a dear friend of mine, huge Sure Terror fan, but had because he was a punk hardcore kid hadn't really checked out Celtic Frost. And uh, then we directed that, and he was like, oh, this is my new favorite metal band, and it's not close. So if for some Uh, reason you've never heard – right. If you've never heard those first couple Celtic Frost records uh, uh, and you like Sheer Terror, uh, get on that right now. I mean, they mimic the guitar sound to – it's this – yeah. It's the same picture. You know, yeah, um, so uh, yeah, that's a, a good question. I like that as a twin. Are you ready for the next question? I'm, I'm going to advance this in time a little bit. Can, can I just say real quick, just one Please. real quick thing? Uh, you know who turned me on to Celtic Frost initially? Who? Uh, <laughs> Rick to Life. <laughs> About ten years, maybe over ten years ago at this point, Rick to Life is who. How uh, you need to tell the story on that? <laughs> he was. I saw him. He was at Generation one time, and he was like chopping it up with the with the clerk there. And I didn't engage with him, but I just, he kept, he was holding the Celtic Frost record and he was like, yo, dude, Celtic Frost, right? Celtic Frost, right? Fucking record's great. Like he just, he wouldn't stop talking about them. And I was like, I'll check them out. Great band. It's awesome. All right. (laughs) There you go, Rick. (laughs) All right. So next one. 
This one's a little bit more advancing in time. I'm gonna I'm gonna take us to a time known as the early 2010s, um, maybe late OOS, down to nothing, or backtrack. Mm. Uh, I I go backtrack. Okay, Tom, as, do you as have a Long idea? Island guy? Yeah, yeah. This is tough. This is very tough. Um, if let's see, overall, um, goddamn. So both bands, for people who aren't aware, these were both uh, on top of the many things you could say about Down to Nothing and Backtrack, undeniably high energy live acts. Yes, sure. Oh yeah, undeniably bust your ass touring acts at yeah. their peak. Like these bands just. Toward, 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 toward. Um, and I think undeniably, regardless of how you feel about their sound, it is squarely hardcore. Can't call it metalcore, not calling it punk. It is hardcore. Correct. Fastball pitch hardcore. Both had their real, like, yo, I mean, to be really honest, Backtrack uh, did a faithful NYHC late 80s sound before before many other bands did and and brought that back into vogue they I brought it back into vogue no for warning sure. and then broke brought it like that and and maybe and, and played with a few more elements of like hey new york new york let's let's get yes. a little bit more elements here uh dtn like honestly <clears throat> i want to give them they they have some new york in their elements but they sure. also pull in some california like punk and high energy stuff and and then madball and these high high energy breakdowns but like yo i'm gonna give them credit for being the richmond band who put richmond more on the map as a hardcore scene than any other band that's more than avail that's more than you know f any any other thing avail did a lot avail is oh yeah probably a huge in comparison if you were to compare the two in terms of listens and all that and touring success without down to nothing there's no united blood without down to nothing mm. there's no richmond hardcore scene as we've known it for the past 20 years so major credit to them tom where do you go we will allow full new york bias if you got one yeah I, so thinking back they're both both exemplary live acts i would feel i feel like downtown is a little bit more like just fun uh-huh just because it's it's like it's backtrack is a little harder than down to yeah. nothing um, but in terms of like, I feel like I don't, I listen to backtrack far more than I listen to down to nothing, but like sure. if you put me in a down to nothing show and I know like, you know, all the hits, right? Word. For sure. Um, but I, yeah, my New Yorker show and I'm going to have to pick backtrack. Yeah. No worries. Uh, yeah. shout out to ba- both backtrack, those bands. Backtrack is, 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 is the heavy mosh down to nothing is the, you know, launch yourself off someone's shoulders. You know, right? Yeah, I'm with it. I think both those bands would like that. I actually, uh, yeah, I think. What do you think is the best backtrack record? I think the best down to nothing record is the most, which is their first LP on Rev. Um, some of the material before that's really, really good. Um, I think it's like there's a Rev collection called Unstoppable, but I think that first LP on Rev is awesome, the most. Uh, what's the best backtrack record? You know what I like? Yeah. Darker Half is great. Yeah. But Bad to My World, that last record they put out was fucking awesome. 
I feel like we came to a weird consensus, Tom, previously where we were like, yo, this is their best, most well-constructed record. The last record, yeah, the most, yeah. yeah and their demo was really popping, you know? Oh, so, dude, yeah, with the fucking, with the, the uh, breakdown um, skateboard yeah. on it. Yes. <laughs> right, right, right. I remember someone said, like, I don't know, it was like Rich McLaughlin or someone who was like, no, it's my skateboard. <laughs> I was like, it's really wow. Funny. It's like history. Holy shit. All it's right. it's it's funny because ba- that was like the 08 demo. Like 08 was like for me personally the year that like I think I got like because I'd been listening to punk and like you know ska when I was like in mm-hmm. high school and stuff like that. And like you know I got into hardcore probably around my junior year of of uh, high school and I started going to shows. But like when Backtrack came with the 08 demo, Long Island was really popping for a minute there in the late oh, yeah. 00s and the in the early 10s and stuff and that was kind of like my first real like heavy involvement in like a I shouldn't say involvement, but I you know, I that was like the first I was like engagement. In a yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, engagement with like a real scene of like a lot mm-hmm. of people that would go to all the shows and stuff. So that like those first two I mean the L8 demo and then uh was is it Deal with the Devil? Deal with the Devil's the first seven inch. Yep. Yeah, I for that was as far as my favorite of their stuff goes, I think Deal with the Devil is 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 on top. Nice. All right. I got it. Uh, Tom, I have a I have a lot, so feel free to shoot in anytime you want. But sure. uh, I have a good one for both of you. Right now. AEW <laughs> or WWE. Oh. AEW by a thousand percent. Really? All right. WWE is fucking terrible. Unwatchable. Really? Wow. Uh, wow. Okay. I mean, I definitely AEW. I will say Cody going back to WWE has create has made WWE a little more interesting to me. But he also just got injured and is gone for like another six months. So it's kind of uh, Hey Bob, like, did you see that? I knew he went back. I saw that whole thing. I followed it. I was, you know, vaguely aware of the weird Cody Khan thing. But I didn't see that he got hurt. What's the story? He tore his pec. Oh, yeah. Oh, so, wait. I saw the giant bruising, right? Yes. Because yeah. he wrestled anyway. Because they're like, yeah, you can't. It won't get any worse. Yeah. The only oh. thing you could do is like if you're like making up for it, you could hurt yourself in another way. But like it is what it is. Like it's not going to get any worse. So he's like, all right. And he like takes his fucking his like um, jacket off, whatever. And everyone's like, what the fuck? Like, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's bad. Um, well, I mean, I think the WWE stuff now is fascinating. Yeah, because fucking Vince McMahon got busted. Yeah, that too. So, did you guys see the that he has stepped away from his role? Right. However, caveat, caveat, he is not relinquishing any of his role in creative. <laughs> which right. is and to me, that, which, which is to me, like, about. what the f does he do? Right? Like, I'm not, I'm not Joe Wrestling, but like. I know that dude's main thing. Like, I don't really think Vince is sitting there going, oh, got to work on payroll this week, guys. Oh, the electric bill is crazy. Like, that dude's just doing creative. You know, what right. are we talking about? So yeah. right. it's, I, I think it's going to be a mess. I think it's gonna, there's a lot of stuff that probably, probably will come out yeah. about, like, different things and different ways they treated people and paid them off. And I think, who knows? I mean, it, it could go very very terribly but it's nuts and he came out on live tv last night yeah they tried to they used it to pop a rating which is like of course he did whoa yeah. Wow. so yeah so they're like mr mcmahon will be live on smackdown so i talked to our, um our mutual buddy that works for the company mm-hmm. and he go and i go apparently he was going to come out and give like a, i'm going away for a little while 
<laughs> I'll see you when right. I get back kind of thing. Like, But in character, in like his bad guy character. And like literally he just came out and was like, he like the, at the beginning of the show is like today, tomorrow, forever. Wow. So he literally came out and went today, tomorrow, together, forever. And he dropped the microphone. So our buddy was like, yeah, the attorneys definitely got to him and was like, you fucking psycho. Don't say yeah. anything. Yeah. Because you're literally under investigation. I mean, <laughs> like you said, it could go. It, maybe one day he could hear the words, you're fired. But AEW's fun. <laughs> Bunch of hardcore yeah. kids that work there in the back and on TV. You got Andy Williams. We got Brody King. Yeah. Uh, Darby I, I, Allen, who staged over for us in Marauder at FYA Fest. That's nice. I, I went. I went to uh, Double or Nothing in Vegas, and uh, I yeah yeah I went oh, and wow. uh, I saw Brody King at the uh, at the casinos, and I was like, oh man, that's a big dude. Super sweetheart of a guy. I have no doubt. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, so AEW uh, is the place yes. to go if you want to see real wrestling right now. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I mean, it's got it's it's got a lot of problems too, but I think it's 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 fun, and it's it's like hardcore. Like there's a lot of like smaller stuff that's probably even better. Mm, mm, true. Okay. Speaking of hardcore, let's get back into it. Um, SSD or Slapshot? Ooh. <laughs> hmm. uh, I go Slapshot, but I mean, this is like this is the Boston version of of the Marauder Biohazard yeah. question. It's right there. Uh, it's it's another one of those things where it's like that first SSD record and and get it away or like those are staples yep. you know but but Slapshot they might have more juice over you know uh you know over across several albums and decades yeah I'm gonna say I I, I was torn I, my on first blush I'm gonna be like SSD all the way but like I can't say that Slapshot has any embarrassing records yeah SSD does. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Although I'm very excited that they're reissuing, kids will have their say on yeah. uh, Trust Records. Yeah, that's. I don't know if it's. I think the interview is live, but Pat Flynn did an interview with Alba Real, uh, which I think I includes a pretty it. heavy amount of Alba Real ribbing Pat, which is pretty good. So, oh, amazing! We should uh, we should all tune in for that. But yeah, all right. Um, staying in the same general region, but maybe less Boston specific. And a very different sound. Bane or Have Heart? Uh, these, these are two. I have no idea how uh, Eric feels about either. And I no. know Tom has an affinity for both, but I, I right. am curious to see how uh, pitted against. Where, do you have feelings on either, Eric? Um, so these are two bands that, you know, I you know obviously I was I was a young man when when Have Heart was really popping. I've seen Bane probably a dozen times. Uh, they're not they're not bands that I was heavy into specifically. Um, I would I would probably pick Bane over Have Heart, but uh, you know I can obviously appreciate how much both of these bands mean to so many people, and they put they both put on a fucking great live show, you know. But like for my tastes, for like. Not not bands that I like would ever really heavily fucked with. I I, rem- I can remember one time. I think it was probably two thousand nine, and I it was a show in Brooklyn, and Bane and Have Heart were on it, 
And I remember the singer of Bane, uh, you know, talking between songs and he's just like, yo, man, have heart. That's a special fucking band. And I hope everyone really appreciates them because, you know, nothing lasts forever. And when he was saying that, I was like, mm. oh, half heart's breaking up, huh? Mm. And sure enough, like maybe two months later, it came out that they were donezo. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I love the I love the the scoring of stage dives during Bane. I think that's really fun. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I guess, you know, f- for my tastes, I would I would pick I would pick Bane. You're going Bane. All right, Tom, where you at? This is incredible, diff- incredibly difficult for me. I know. Um, I know. I said this is. I said that Eric was like star of the show, but I, I have to be honest. I was aiming this one a little more your way. <laughs> yeah, no, I can feel it. I can feel the, the target on my back. Um, <laughs> fuck, Bane or Havorn? All right, so I, I, it's it's like you know. It's a it's a dead heat. It's fifty one forty nine. Potato, potato, tomato, tomato. <laughs> I would have to go half hard, and here's why. I love all Bane records. I love all the half hard records. I feel like when Bane was at its height, like I loved fucking hardcore more. I mean, I still love hardcore, so it's hard. Yeah, to say. but like yeah. I was like dead in the middle of it. I was touring. I was like fucking. Yeah, you, you were you were on the front line. Right, and I think when Have Heart had its moments, I was like, in "You're in the infantry, yeah." <laughs> you know, like I, I barely play. I played like once a year, and like they still hit me as hard as like hearing like the like the Bane Seven Inch. Oh wow! So I, yeah. That would be the only definitive. Like both have lyrics and records and songs that have like mean as much to me as almost any hardcore song ever. Hmm. Um. But I think, and, and you know what? It's always hard to say too because like Bane had a bunch of records. Have hard had two, two, yeah. two. two LPs, at least. Two, two LPs, and then the EP and demo. Yeah, you know what I mean. So it's kind of hard. So it's like, do you get more credit for having twenty good songs ag- across five records, or do you get more credit for having like twelve good songs across two? Mm. Well, that's it's interesting because it's sort of it's sort of like have heart in a way. I mean, they were around for five or so years maybe a little give or take uh is they were they is it more special to be like lightning in a bottle or is it more special to be like the the veterans you know right right i mean i was you think about like you know if you had i mean i think a way to look at it is like if you all right both bands are doing like a headlining set their last show like and you had to come up with a 20 song set list Mm mm-hmm when you get into like songs like sixteen to twenty, like not in terms yeah, of like yeah. reaction, but like are you going like scraping the bottom of the barrel to find those like or do you have twenty bangs? Or do you have the you cuts? Know? Right, right, right. Which is tough. And I think, you know, because I think about like when we even go back to Marauder and Biohazard, those first ten Marauder songs, like fuck everything. But yeah. like Biohazard has like track fifteen. Yeah, because they have yep. more records. You know what I'm saying? Like, Tom, you just created a new episode that we're going to do called uh, 20 Songs Deep, which is <laughs> hardcore punk bands that actually have 20 or more good songs. Yeah, I could write That's a, a set one. list that uh, yeah. it's not going to be eight songs that are like, eh. No, that doing a 12-song set, you're cutting a lot of good ones. So, yeah, no. Right, right. Yeah. Um, yeah, both good answers. It's I think uh, it depends. 
I think there's almost a generational thing based on Bane or Half Heart, and there's outliers on both sides. But I think we're also post that weird generational divide. And I'm super curious to see where it ends up. Same thing. Uh, I actually think we talked about this. But I asked a younger friend at some point in the last couple of years, who do they like more foundation or have heart? Mm. And it was really tough for them because foundation meant so, so much to them. And they were that was more of their band. But have heart, they had seen a few times and it was super important right when they got into things. But foundation was like theirs, you know? So... Right. Uh, it's fun now now as we enter the post generational ownership to see which bands um what bands end up being the one that people gravitate towards more so. Um all right, I'm putting that twenty songs deep note down. All right, anyways, uh next one. Um don't steal that anybody. Don't say well they can and we'll just do a better version. Um <laughs> Indie Rock or Pop Punk? Wow. Pick one. <laughs> Uh, okay. Yeah, I go in. Pop punk yeah. has too much problem, too many problems, and I ending you can grow with it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, well, I feel like like you're like a 37 year old. Like it's strictly so. All right. Here's the deal. You could like fucking give me an indie Rain and Maria, right? Okay. Sure. You could like Rain and Maria when they were tw- when you were 23. Yep. And you go see them at 40 and not look like a fucking weirdo. That's true. But. If you're, you know, you were the, you know, the kid up front in like, in like the ringer T in the saves the day video in 1998. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're 47 going to see them in 2022. Different energy. Different energy. <laughs> like, and the same thing with like Newfound Glory, like with all those bands, like they're all still killing it. So like, well, and, and that's, but, we're, you're being generous. We're, we're, uh, I actually think uh, Blink-182 is a fine band, but uh, uh, I think Seeing them at twenty three is different than going to see them at forty three or something. You might if I go to see them right now, someone is looking for my kids. One hundred percent. Yes. You know what I, I mean? And then they realize I'm sitting there with other adults. And they're like, This is a little weird. Oh, what that's are you guys doing? A really funny parts. way. That's a really funny way of looking at it and not how I was going to approach the question. I mean, I, th- I mean, I don't know. I kind of disagree. I think if you're 40, fuck, if you're 45 and you love newfound glory, go fucking see newfound glory. I mean, the thing oh, is like, will. yeah, I mean, I, but like, punk rock bowling. <laughs> <laughs> I have no judgment. I have no, I, I don't judge that. Sort, but like, I, I get it. I mean, it's like pop punk obviously has a younger person vibe and sound to it. Uh, I mean, I think it's, I think it's more weird that a band like, Newfound Glory or Blink-182 would still be singing songs about, you know, feeling weird about being 16. Like, that has a weirder vibe to me. But, like, I mean, you like what you like. Go go see the the, the pop-punk band. I, I, the way I come at the question is just, like, from a sound perspective, like, I feel like indie rock is, like, a broader... Uh, a broader spectrum of sound and music. You know what I mean? Like, you could... Indie rock could be, like, you know, um, Interpol or it could be, like, you know, Mets or something like that, huh? you know, like sure. yeah. whereas pop punk is kind of, I don't know it pop punk. It all kind of sounds the same to me at the end of the day. And I like some of it, but um, it don't really fuck with do, a lot of do it. Do the descendants and saves the day sound the same? No, no, but I, there's, I think there's, there's no con- indie rod. Indie rock is undeniably a broader umbrella. Yeah. Undeniably. Yeah. Yes. Um, where does the get up kids? Where do the get up kids fit? 
they're in the nexus them hot water music get up kids here's the thing get up kids i think hot water music falls in this too maybe icon trio yeah there's a bunch of pop punk bands who are disguised the indie rock bands they're like it's the fucking wolf it's it's the three pigs it's the three pigs with the trench coat like Oh, hello, sir. We're just—it's like no, no, no. I see you. You're pigs. Fuck. You're I not a—you're not a man in a trench coat. That's <laughs> but, that's pop punk in disguise. But does it? But does an indie rock guy go to the Get Up Kids show? Yeah. yeah. Really? You think? Yeah. I think that's like specifically. I think that's like a pop punk vibe, really. Well, or there's also. I mean, here's the thing. You know? Here's the thing. Think about this. There's there's a lot of the tween, um, which is the 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 space in between those things. And I mean, yo, essentially, a whole genre has grown there. Like, if we look at and, and we get this with like a lot of people have hit us recently and said, yo, I actually appreciate what you've exposed me to in terms of like adjacent to hardcore, sure. uh, whether it's, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the actual stuff we call adjacent or the things that just circle by. But like there's this world where it's like, well, I don't feel fair calling it pop punk, mm. but it also feels like it's not in the space of indie rock or where indie rock is today because right. pop punk has like a certain like connotation that people aren't stoked on no well and 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 credit to those who don't give a fuck and go with it and like yeah. are cool with it and and credit to those who are i mean look i, mean, I, I like mean, disney world too you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> no i want to give credit i actually want to give credit to to that band no pressure yes who is the fella from story so far that's correct um yeah that's correct uh doing a hardcore band but they're they've got a lot of pop punk in the dna Playing mostly hardcore shows and bringing a lot of kids to hardcore. Yo. They're touring Europe with Tsunami. Right. Low key, no pressure is bringing a lot of kids to smaller-ish clubs and playing with yeah. a lot of hardcore bands. And that they, they deserve credit for that. And I don't, I don't know if they're getting it yet. Um, and they deserve, I actually, yeah, they deserve it. Maybe, so. maybe, maybe, maybe Koyo too, to some degree. Koyo's doing oh, these weird. Sure. Koyo's Koyo's mixing it up. I mean, Anxious is out there. There's just this weird mix of bands who Stand are willing out. to do it. It's just no pressure stands out because they are going like Koyo's big from the rip. Yeah, Koyo, Anxious, etc. These bands, they're they're pop punk and they're playing in and around the hardcore scene and they're not embarrassed by it. They're embracing it. They love it. They come from it. No pressure is almost doing the other where it's like. Yeah, yeah, we love hardcore. We're, you know, we're hardcore kids at heart, but we're going to play this brand of really accessible hardcore with a little pop punk in the DNA and the names attached to it that's going to bring people to hardcore shows. Yo, right. Like, so people will come, you know, if they're playing a 400 cap, there's 400 people that'll just come to be close to that dude. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. They're like, oh, I didn't have to pay it. Uh, yeah. yeah. Because I, I've I just, had conversations yeah. with other people about other bands. And like so, uh, um, so even like Race Trader or um, uh, what was the new? What was the newest Callahan band? Oh geez, um, uh, he's actually got a brand new one that I'm not. Yeah, no, the you're one before of, that. You're not cursed. Not uh, no. It was fast. Um, it was like Dude's oh, Earth Crisis. Yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, God damn it, I'm really sorry. People are yelling. Okay, it's all right. I, I, so I, I, real, since we're on the topic of of pop punk, I want to give a shout out to my buddy who has a band called Career Day. Uh, he, mm-hmm. my my buddy Des, used to sing for a band called Bellwether. If anyone remembers them from Long Island, uh, yep. maybe like ten ish years ago or so. He is he's got a band called Career Day. If, so if you like pop punk, go 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 check that out. But I, I just I just want to say also real quick. 
Oh, sorry, sorry, Tom. Sorry. It's the middle of a goddamn story, man. What do you? you Sorry, sorry. I forgot. I had to give my friend a shout out. Go. It's like having Pat here. Sacked. Well, that's what I was going for, and I I, I like your little shots at like yeah, sure. If you like Disneyland, I love that. (laughs) So sacked. Thank you, Bob. But I would ask. So like, Ray Schrader and sacked drummer from Fallout Boy. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Right. So I go, like, do like 300 people, like teeny boppers that love Fallout Boy, do they just show up? And they don't. No. Mm. Like, you would think like, oh, man, it's like I could be 10 feet from Andy Hurley. Like, you think like. It doesn't really. Happen. No, I you, it's, you have to have the right. Yeah, and you need to have the right DNA mix, and and they just hit it. So shout out to them. Shout out to what is the band name again, Eric? That we're shouting out. Career Day. Career Day. Career Day. Career Day. Right, Check them out. out. They put out a new shout song recently. Yeah. Look at that. Look at him bringing the new music. Jeez. <laughs> He's aiming for that Patrick full time slot. All right. Um, <laughs> Pat never brings new music, so it's, no, it's already it's true. Yeah. All right. Uh, Chromag's discography. Are you taking Age of Coral or The Field? So you can get Age of Coral or the rest of their catalog. Oh. <laughs> Does that include like the live stuff that has Age of Coral songs? Does it include the demo? Yeah, that's a good question. It includes non-Age of Coral songs off the no, demo, okay. and that's it. But okay. you, you, it's Age of Coral, the material, uh, or everything else. Okay. So if you really are just like, man, dead end kids, that's a killer track, which which it, it really is. Shout out, Dave. Um, uh, you can go for that. But <sighs> Age of Coral or The Field, you're going to best wish us here? Aaron? Okay. So look, here, here's, here's an interesting way to think about it. Uh, Age of Quarrel obviously is one of the the pillars of of I you know New York hardcore, but also hardcore in general. Correct. Uh, I, I I let me let me frame this question in, in, with a different question in a sense. I've been thinking a lot about Goodfellas versus Casino, mm-hmm. and and lately I've been thinking, eh, you know what? I, I've always said Goodfellas, but I think I think maybe Casino is better. And is that because I've seen Goodfellas so many times and not seen Casino as much, mm. right? Like I've listened to Death. Uh, to, I, I have I have listened to Age of Quarrel so much since I was like seventeen years old. Yes. Is, is does that make Best Wishes a little more interesting because I haven't really listened to that as Death? Mm-hmm. Kind of, of course. you know. So it's like, am I taking because I'm like. I wouldn't say tired of it, but because I don't listen to Age of Quarrel as much as I used to do, then I go best wishes at this at this at this moment in time. Yeah, maybe maybe I go Casino instead of Goodfellas. You know, um, but it's like Ray Liotta say something like about like how much he loves like Ron DeSantis, and is that why you changed like from <laughs> Goodfellas and like De Niro? I was like, hey, I kind of I'm sorry, I side with De Niro. So this is where I'll start channeling PK. I don't give a shit about any of that stuff. I mean, I like I I like Harley Chromags. I like JJ Chromags. Uh, their personal beliefs on anything doesn't really affect my enjoyment of the music. I will say that, uh, you know, it it 
10 years ago, right? When, when, when JJ or maybe more at this point, maybe like 13, Jesus, uh, when around 2009 or 2008, whenever JJ started doing the Chromax jam again, everyone loved JJ and they, everyone, people did not like, didn't care for Harley. And remember Harley showed up at the show and, and with a knife or whatever, mm. you know, mm. now it's kind of flipped. Everyone loves Harley hates JJ. True. Listen, I'm kind of, I'm kind of agnostic on, on all of it. I, you know, the music is what it is to me. Mm. They're both wild dudes. A lot of the New York hardcore guys are wild dudes. And if I wanted to start throwing one of them under the bus, I mean, like you, you know, you can go down. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I kind of, I, I, I kind of vibe more with Pat on this. It's, it's like, does, do, do some of these guys say dumb shit? No doubt. And I'm not defending any of that. But as far as the music goes, I can't, I can't deny that, you know, I mean, I listen to Morrissey. Come on. Mm, mm. Uh, say no more. Um, <laughs> so where did you come out? Did you come out? Yeah, don't why, why don't you just give an answer? Did you say Age of Coral or The Field? Um, he, was too, he was too soft. He was yeah, like, no. Oh, you gotta give an answer. You know, over Goodfellas, because I don't want to say the real you gotta, word. You got to give, give us the don't. No more tap dancing. Where I you? am literally as we speak wearing my best wishes Chromag shirt. So I will go. With the, go in the field. Whoa. I'm going the field. Better shirt. Whoa. It is a better shirt. Whoa, uh, Tom, where are you going? Best wishes is a better artwork. Of course, it's a better yeah, fucking shirt. <laughs> but I have the Age of Quarrel shirt at home. It's all ripped up and old and from a I long time ago. Artwork. <laughs> I'm just saying. You can buy that on the boardwalk, it looks like. I'm going to go. <laughs> I'm going to say Age of Quarrel has a more, more great songs than The Field. Best wishes has a lot of great songs. But do they have – are there 15 great songs? Mm. In the count and in the rest of the catalog, I posit no. You're probably right. I like it. I like it. I like it. All right, good, 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 good answers. I have another one. We're gonna stay hardcore. This one, uh, actually, I th- I think I know Tom's answer. I'm pretty confident, eighty five percent. All right, Eric's. I'm not sure. Okay. Okay. Agnostic front Ooh. or minor threat. Oh, <laughs> I, no, I, I, I go agnostic front. I, I look, I, I mean, it, cause for alarm. I said master killer might be number one cause for alarm might be number two, honestly, uh, okay. as far as New York hardcore records go. So for you, you okay. You, yep. One of my favorites. Um, and you know, I, I got, you know, minor threat, of course they were in an introductory band for me. I, they are probably, the most influential bands on hardcore in general, you know, especially like the staying power that they've had, the the lightning in a bottle that they captured. They are one of, they are in the top three most important bands. They might, you could argue that they're number one um, as far as the genre goes. Uh, for my tastes, I, I don't really listen to Minor Threat that much. I, I, it just like, I did certainly at a, at a certain point in time in my life and I just, they're i'm gonna catch shit for this they're they're just i don't find them that interesting as a band i i think they're cool they did a lot they i understand why people love them and why they're so important and why they're meaningful to people i was not a straight edge guy <laughs> i'm a you know i was not you know <laughs> so that's where i'm coming with the with with minor threat with I, your, I go like with your hot take juice damn yeah sorry or you sauce this convo tom <laughs> where are you at on this one what um 
I'm these. This is one of the only times that AF will not win. That's right. <laughs> because Minor Threat, and this is no exaggeration, has a perfect discography. Yeah. Everyone says that. I don't think there's any. Be- I don't know. I I even like the like. My name is Ian, and I'm from Minor Threat. I think like even the fucking bad songs are are, are perfect. So this is an interesting question. I've never walked down this road, but but uh, Eric's put us there. If you were never exposed to Minor Threat as a minor, and not saying I'm, Eric, I'm assuming you were. I think you most likely were. Yep. But I I, I think about it because you're like ah, oh, it didn't connect. I listened to it, you know. But then an adult, I don't listen to it. When I listen to it, I get chills. I love it. I find all the beauty of it. Bah, bah, bah. I can't deny that I'm certain a part of that is nostalgia and how how important it was to me as a young person. But I also find it really highly competent and really dramatic and all of the music's perfect. Hey, Bob. Yeah. I got a question for you. Let's hear Uh-oh. it. Name me. Well, no, this is my this might be too easy for you. No. <laughs> Because you're saying like you know like oh it's it's there's definitely nostalgia to it yeah but I would be very hard pressed to name five hardcore songs better than filler no 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 like like uh, I, I, I no I mean better just outright better no um, you know what I'm saying like I feel like no no, no I well I'm with you no no like, I, oh yeah I, of course like, in my eye but there's some songs on there that like. Someone could hear for the first time tomorrow and be like, "How do you not get fucking amped because from filler?" Well, this is this is my thought, and this is where the question I wanted to go to is: if you don't hear them as a young person or early in your journey, could some of the charm be lost? You know what I mean? Like to me, like it was a first four yes, like yeah. thing I got, and I wonder if like if you've already been ensconced, like. Yo, you came into shit through Slipknot, and then heavy shit, and then heavy shit, and then heavy shit, and then some slightly faster stuff, then a couple punk things, and you, you know, you stumbled into Minor Threat complete discography at record one hundred, and not knowing that you've already taken in many things that it was that were influenced by it. Where does it fall? I still have a hard time on a. Tom on an isolated personal level it's like could I say that like the song right brigade by bad brains is better than filler yeah there's a couple chromag songs that I put right there but it's like I also don't want to say they're better than it because it's perfect that's is, what I mean. is, like, is something like is something a, that's a hundred out of a hundred if I've just named some other stuff that's also 100 out of a hundred I'm not naming something better I'm just equivalenting you know so right because there's songs, there's bands Made you grew up word. with. Yes. That, you I mean, know, when so you were 18. Yeah. That you were like, you thought they were the fucking greatest band, whatever band that you saw at the co, whatever the fuck, yeah. right? Yes. And now you go, Despite ah, the man, this is fucking cool. Yep. Man. But you don't look at it like, I get why this would be popping right now. You go, this is fucking cool. This changed my life at the time. There's tons of bands that I grew up with watching in Brooklyn that if, if I heard right now, First blush, I'd be like, I don't know what's happening here. But at the time, you couldn't tell me it wasn't the best band ever. I, I, this is a frustrating conversation because Go in there. I, that's what I'm, we do. I'm, I, 
I'm going to take the PK role in the sense. Um, listen, he would agree with you. He has a fucking minor threat tattoo. He would be on the same page. No, as all he of you. he he would he would he'd be more hard up right now than, than yeah. Us. But but that. I'm going to take I'm going to channel P I'm going to channel uh uh contrarian PK. Yes. Because look, there minor threat was absolutely a first four records for me. Probably when I was 15 or 16, it was them, Black Flag first four years, Age of Quarrel, and I don't remember at this point. Right. Right. They were introductory, and I connected with it, no doubt. I love their discography. But like when we go off on all this and, 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 and we're just like the perfect discography, they only have 20 songs. Like It's not hard to – I mean – Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, sorry. I, I shouldn't say. As someone who's not even a musician. No. Yes, it is. No, no, no. You're, you're, it's in, it, it, well, it's, it goes to a different thing. They're not Rush. They only have, tw- they have 20 fucking songs. And 26 songs, songs, right. Yep. Sure. Right. But, Rush but, has some crap. Oh, no doubt. But like, as far as like bands that are interesting to me, like if you were to, if, if, if Black Flag is the other, is the peer of that same era, yo, a lot of shit that they put out. There's no question. A lot of weirdo shit. But like, it's a little, it's just for, it's a little bit more deep to me. You're taking, little, you're going to take, you'd take Black Flag over Minor Threat? Ah, it's, di- I mean, it's different. No, no, no. It, I, they'll play it out because, because here's the thing. Not including Patrick, who's not here, but of the four, including you, Eric, uh, Tom, you're taking Minor Threat over Black Flag very easily. Patrick is taking Minor Threat over Black Flag very easily. Uh, I have to think about it, but we'll take Minor Threat over Black Flag. And you might go Black Flag. Is that what I'm hearing? On like a day-to-day, like... I'm going to throw on some music. I will probably throw on Black Flag over Minor Threat. That's that's for sure. Okay, yeah. However, as far as like I might be bands there, I don't that, know. Are, yeah. that are important to to hardcore to the genre to the to and and as far as their music goes, yes, I, I understand. I, I I get all of that. It's just that we some Minor Threat is sometimes put on a pedestal, and 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 I'm like, I get it, but also they only they existed for a short amount of time. Yep. They only have so many songs. Yep. Like, aren't isn't there? I feel like the genre of hardcore or punk has more to offer, and there's I think there's more to there's just more like I find the I find other stuff. If they're on the pedestal, I find the 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 sea around the pedestal maybe a little more interesting. Is that just a, a weird? No, it's weird no, it's interesting. It. No, I. I I think you've brought some interesting commentary because it's one. I think there's an interesting conversation to be had. If is minor threat, if you somehow avoided it and ended up knee deep in hardcore and were already into it before you heard minor threat, does it not hit the same way as if it you catch it earlier? Because I think that would I I it, I have to think through that. Two. And it takes what you were just saying. I actually wonder if Minor Threat's influence has faded some. Because you're saying all these things, you're right. But they're still very important. But as we continue, like, what are the important elements of Minor Threat? Sonically, yo, Tom, how much Minor Threat do you hear in current hardcore? Almost none. Right. But it's kind it's kind of there, right? Because they're they're pulling like the newer bands would be pulling from influences that were maybe no well maybe yes but but threat. but it's sort of like if you're you're not wrong but it's it's like this cuz people go well if it's a xerox of a xerox right right but right. but my my question would be like well what if it's a xerox of a xerox 
But then on the third copy, someone added in some highlighter and then, you know, did a squiggly line and then sure. did a color copy of that mm-hmm. and then did it on different cardstock paper. Yeah. All of a sudden, you're like, well, y- you could still be like, yeah, it's a copy of Minor Threat. But it's like, kind of fucking not really, you know? Yeah, no, no. You could um, make the same argument like, oh, Minor Threat was influenced by Elvis because they, you know, yes, it's like, it's yes, like, well, there, I there, there is a guitar on this song. Yeah, yeah so, exactly. So so that's that's um, content for the people out there. Is Are there other people who are not, like, look, we, we gaga over Minor Threat on this podcast and rightfully so in my my opinion and i think most do but let's give a voice to the voiceless if you're not gaga on them hit us with it hit us with your story and where you discovered them because i think that's actually a, a really fun well to mind uh you know uh, tom is gonna be like what uh, there's a part of me that's going what and patrick might be like laying on the floor calling you names but but oh, i would it would send pat into a rage i get fury. it fury but but i also think like yo like legitimately the last minor threat record came out 40 years ago yeah 83 so it's a, a year from now it'll be 40 years ago and and like that's the last the- one that came out when they were banned don't talk to me about posthumous salad days <laughs> blah 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 um that's and, a long time and there's a lot and, of stuff in between and and it's just like we how many times has the story been told it doesn't change and like you know and like i said it's just like maybe i'm tired of hearing about it like it's just I I, w- I would probably pick Bad Brains, and and it's be you know that first record I would say is just as influential as the Minor Threat stuff, but they also have a long career after that. You know, there's just more to talk about, and like you're suffering from Minor talk- Threat fatigue. You're yeah, we could talk about Fugazi. I I love. Listen, I'm no, I'm I'm not a hater. I, I I get it. It's just like it's maybe over time, it's just become less interesting to me. Well, so you know? part of the part of the brilliance of Minor Threat, and Tom, you can you can agree or disagree, is that they did not continue going. They capped it. Like a, another LP would sound like who, right. Yeah. Maybe it would have been the Embrace record, and like I, I as a Embrace LP lover, like I yeah. love that record. It might feel weird if it was Minor Threat. It sure. might be like, wait, this isn't true to the spirit, and, and Minor Threat, if nothing else, inertly seems so true to the project sure that even in the evolutions you know like i have friends who will be like yeah first two seven is great they really lose it on out of step (laughs) (laughs) but but like to me they're so loyal to their sound that they encapsulated it said 26 songs here it is that's it the way most of us post 1990 have been indoctrinated to it is a complete discography what the flying fuck is that? When you think about it in comparison to out of genre stuff, where it's like, yo, the complete Rush discography, here here it is. It's like a fucking 10 disc. Oh. Every CD is fully packed, maxed out. 20 disc. Right, yeah. exactly, you know? Um, no, look. No, here's I, this I, band I, who you see yeah. on the, the shirt wall at weird music store right next to Black Sabbath and right next to fucking, you know, Metallica. But they only had 26 songs and they were only around for, you know, three ish years. And, you know, how many shows did they play? If you if you asked me, I don't know the number, but I would say 50 or less, you know, and, and, and it might and, be way less. And don't get me wrong. That's cool as fuck. I'm glad that they had the vision and the and the um, the wisdom to to realize, like, 
this is special because it was lightning in a bottle. That's cool as don't get me. That's I'm glad that they never did a reunion as much as people wanted it. For well, and, but I cool. say it because you part of your conversation is that you would like there to be more in the conversation and more to talk on because it's so limited and so finite. And I agree, no. but that's yeah. part of their story is that like, hey, yes. it was this finite moment. And the resistance to the actual revisiting of it has helped, is despite the fact that it is, there can be some uh, fatigue with it. Like, it's the same thing, like... A shout out to people not asking Ian Mackay, like, oh, are you still straight edge? <laughs> Yo, you beat that. Into, imagine how many times that dude's been asked, like, is there ever going to be a minor threat reunion? You know, thank God people have stopped asking because the dude's 60 and it'd be weird if he was doing these songs he wrote when he was 19. You yes. know? Yeah. So he's still straight edge, all right? Yeah. <laughs> um, Yo, know, uh, as the, the other side of that conversation, I think Agnostic Front always deserves our love and respect. Oh, um, yeah. Have either of you seen the Agnostic Front shirts they made for, uh, I think they're playing one of the European festivals. Yeah, yeah seen Hellfest and some Yeah, yeah. Did you see them, Eric? No, I didn't. Tom, describe them. On the front, it's got, you know, in like the the, the usual font. Stencil font. Front, yep. You know, mm-hmm. like that stencil. Yeah. Agnostic Front. On the back, Agnostic Back in the same font. <laughs> pretty good pretty good <laughs> then when i first saw it i was like oh shit did like something get lost in translation no <laughs> like in the netherlands wherever they made the shirts and i was like no that's just them like, being <laughs> fucking funny and they're only having it at, like two of the bigger festivals and i hope like i hope they redo it in america because i would definitely buy an agnostic front agnostic back shirt yeah did, did I, I might have told this story on the show before but did i ever tell you my my uh uh, Webster Hall uh, restroom encounter with with Stigma. No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I'm in the I'm in the bathroom and Stigma comes walking in and he's going gotta 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 go and he walks up to the urinal, starts taking a piss, looks at me and goes, "That's what that song's about, you know." And then, <laughs> and then as he's walking out, doesn't wash his hands and uh, and the guy he? offers him like a like a towel or something. He goes, "Nah, man, I don't wash my hands. I'm hardcore." I fucking love it. <laughs> He's the man. He's Perfect. the coolest dude. He's Perfect. literally the best. <laughs> All right. You guys ready for this next one? Let's go. Might be know, just I, as controversial after this one. Jorts or sweat shorts? <laughs> <laughs> like in what context? Uh, like at, like at, a, at pizza? At getting for, pizza? For a man like to a- wear at any time. Jorts or short, sweat shorts? And if someone isn't familiar with what jorts are, jean shorts. Like, so are those jeans that have been cut into shorts or like that have a hem? I'll say this. We're going to do it for both um, uh, the typical, you know, male-female binary. Uh, we're going to do the, the more male one and the more female one. You can pick. All right. I, mm. If that's the case, then I would think sweatshorts are, are worse. I'd rather someone have like a cutoff pair of jean shorts. Real A dude. You'd rather have a dude wearing jean shorts. I've, I mean, yeah, I've seen people wear like cut off at the knee, like jean shorts. They don't look as like the jorts that are like I bought these out of a catalog are weird. <laughs> the, 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 the jean shorts, the jorts that you bought at Kohl's, yeah, a little different, right? Like that have a hem <laughs> yeah. and like yeah. a thing for the like a sp- like that slot for the hammer that you're yeah, not yeah. carrying. Yeah, Those the, are the painter's jeans, yeah. John Cena, two thousand six. You're going right, jorts, right. yeah, yeah. All right, uh, Eric, where are you at? I love a cut off, cut off jorts. Uh, wow. I uh, from a but um. I'm not so I'm not big on the sweat 
shorts. I, I would go back. I, 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 ideal over all of these is the basketball shorts. Uh, well, yeah. Obviously. Mesh. Obviously. Yeah. Um, yo, um, if, if it, neither of you is fucked with sweatshorts in a sleeping I situation. Oh, boy. Perfect. Oh, no, yeah. I get I'm not trying to go outside in them, though. No, you, you'd be surprised because they're almost always loose. So you can't. You're not wearing anything underneath ever, ever. If you're wearing right. sweatshorts, it's a it's a free range situation. Okay. Right. Um, and then you go to the store, and then your wallet's too heavy to pull them down, and you're showing yeah. fucking butt crack. Yo, you, you just draw, <laughs> draw strings, man. That's why they got them. Boop boop. Um, <laughs> all right. So you guys are both going jorts on me. Yes. Damn. Yeah. All right. Uh, the Beatles or the Beach Boys? Wow. <laughs> Uh, I want to hear Eric's millennial like they're both fucking terrible. <laughs> One hundred no. decks, bro. No, <laughs> I not listen. Not band. Not neither of those are bands that I like ever listened to uh, with any regularity. So much. I mean, I guess. I guess the Beatles are better, right? I mean, like, uh, but but you know, uh, depends what, on what you're looking for. Pet sounds, good vibrations. You know, they got the theremin. That's pretty cool. Tom, your know. answer. Well, I'm going. I just grew up on the Beatles. I mean, I grew up on both, but I would go for the Beatles. Okay. I feel like they were just too important. I, I feel Beatles is the obvious answer, and if you're saying Beach Boys, it's like you're. It was like me with the anti minor threat stuff. It's like, come on. <laughs> like we get it. You listen to Heim. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Uh, back on the path here. Oi or beat down? Oh boy, mm. a thousand percent every fucking time. I mean, yeah, Oi, but I mean, Oi has like the the ska crossover for me, and it's it's fun, and it has the like you know violent tough guy thing that Beatdown has. But I mean, if we're talking Beatdown, I mean, I do I like me some bulldoze, you know. Is there any Beatdown record better than Shock Troops by Coxmark? No, there full stop. No, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Come on, buddy. <laughs> yeah, you're, um, you're correct. I just wanted. I wanted to. I wanted to give you want to rep for Beatdown just a little bit. Okay, Beatdown. They're, they're, they're like the Clash of Beatdown. Bulldoze. You know, yeah. like the Clash are like the only band that matters. Yeah. <laughs> that like it's like they created the genre. Yeah. Everything else, it's it, it not as good. I'm with you. I'm with it. Yeah. All right. Ariana Grande or Dua Lipa. <laughs> I've I've seen Ariana Grande live. How was it? Great. Um, were you going side I mean, to side? I mean, such a filthy song that little girls listen to. But anyway, <laughs> oh, that's true. just pop. I mean, they said the same thing about Britney Spears, right? Um, um, I, Eric, I, I implore you to Google the lyrics too, side by side, side <laughs> to side. And it's just walking funny. Listen to you. What are you? What are you, a church guy? What are we doing? <laughs> no, Who cares, man? That, that listen to this crap, and I go, oh no. Oh come on! That's what's so going, are you going, both going Ariana. Where are we going here? Come on. I don't know I'm enough not, about Dua Lipa showing my age. I would have to the guy who tried to. Um, you're going Ariana. Where are you going, Eric? I didn't hear you. Yeah, I, I, I guess Ariana. Uh, yeah, so she's got a great voice. You ever see her do impersonations? Really yes. good. Really good. Her vocal impressions, I'm incredible. So, youth of today or breakdown? Oh. <laughs> Tom is youth of today. Eric is breakdown. That's yeah. That's fine. Wow. All right. Uh, was there ever a moment in your life, Eric, where you got would would have gone youth to today or never? Oh, I I like youth to today. I know you I, do. I know you do. Yeah. But was there ever a moment where you would have put them over breakdown, or has it been, or have you been a breakdown day one? Are you uh, younger's head from the rip? Because you know breakdown just doesn't have that much material compared to youth to today. Like their story's just not long enough. <laughs> <laughs> now they do uh, though. Now they have too much. 
now yeah. you know like we 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 are heralds of the um blacklisted and plus minus breakdown stuff that seriously is way overlooked great like way that way last record not i no. love it no uh, that, the Zorp record uh battle hymns yeah battle hymns is good, good. Mm. i'm into it okay so the ni- you're ni- you're the 93 demo squeegee man yeah, that's pretty good, actually. Um, I think my, my short stint on the B9 board, my username was Squeegee Man. <laughs> good, good work by you. Good work by you. Um, <laughs> good job by you. All right. Gold. Wait, wait. I didn't answer, wait, go ahead. I didn't answer the go question. Is, 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 was there a time where I was a Youth of Today guy more than a breakdown guy? For a brief moment, yeah. Probably okay. in like 2011 when they started doing Youth of Today was doing some reunion shows. Yeah. <sighs> How old were you at that moment? Twenty going on twenty-one. Uh, nice time, uh, time you'll remember. You know, I, I, <laughs> good job. Although, Can I interject s- for a second? Sure. Bob, before we move on, mm. speaking of breakdown, mm. I want to give another uh, reminder of the Rich McLaughlin benefit. Mm. It's drop pro- it. pre- Sorry, this no pre-production, but it made me think of him and them. July thirtieth at the Brooklyn Monarch in Bushwick. Stand still, the fight, maximum penalty, uppercut, breakdown, alone in a crowd, and killing time. It's a memorial benefit for Rich McLaughlin, who we've talked about on here. A wonderful guy um, that we lost way too soon. Um, so if you're in town, um, go support that. All the bands rip, breakdown rips, uppercut rips, even though they have an anti-straight edge song. MP rips, the fight rips, stand still, and of course, alone in a crowd and killing time. Two of the best. So go support that July 30th at the Brooklyn Monarch. Thank you. Shout out. All right. Uh, out. Bringing us up to a more modern convo. Gulch or drain? Drain. Ooh. Uh, hmm. I, I would probably go drain also, but Gulch puts on a hell of a fucking show. Yeah, that's, that's drain, the one. But, but drain, drain is so good live. Gulch... Gulch Live is pretty wild. I, I oh, yeah. on record, it's drained for me for sure. It just hits a few notes that I'm like, wow, the energy on this record's like pulsing. I'm actually very curious, and uh, you know, almost excited to hear what their next LP is going to be like. Uh, so shout out to shout out to Drain Epitaph Records. That's crazy. Um, yeah. But two like straight up superior live acts. So um, that Gulch, I have a feeling the Gulch Live set at Sound and Fury will be. Bonkers, yeah. yeah. Last show, so. All right. Um, hardcore from 1984 to 1989, or hardcore from 1990 to 1995? Um, well. 1984, 89. Okay. You're talking about two different beasts. Uh, That's what we do. Yeah, no, I know. I get it. Yeah. Um, hmm. I might, I'd probably go 84, 89, but. But that it's the ninety stuff, the ninety stuff again, like very a lot of interesting stuff in that time period. Mm. Fuck! Um, now that I'm thinking about it, I know, dude. I, I thought it would be interesting for both of you, actually, because I, yeah, I mean, because you think because we always like do like the 1990 rev drop. Mm. We always consider part of the 80s. Well, there's there's a thing that like like in this question we should be strict with the numbers. But it's yeah, you, you like like there's quick there's a part of 1990, yeah. Quicksand's all 90, Inside Out Burn, is 90, Burn, yeah. Oh, Citizens Arrest, all, all the ABC downtimes, yeah. Like from like 91 to like 
90 to 91, you get this 80s bleed over where you're still getting stuff trickle in. Yeah. And it, it turns, but like for many people, if you ask them, their favorite rev stuff is that 1990 rev stuff. Like they love the burn. They love the, the inside yeah. out, you know? Um, and then, then there's a lot of New York hardcore stuff that's kind of turning. Like, like for me, for my sensibility, it's, it's a pretty easy 84 to 89, but 90 to 95, if you actually start breaking it out, there's a lot of stuff in there. And if you start in, in, like pulling in some of the, the post stuff that's going on, yeah, yeah. It's it's a fun it's a fun competition. Maybe we'll do one where we actually uh, like match like up. List art, yeah, yeah, like do some matchups kind of thing. I, I would do that. N- Nineteen ninety three, just mm. in general, as far as music goes across all genres, I think is one of the most interesting years in music. Oh, this is a Brian Murray convo right here. It, it's exactly yes, a Brian. Yes. I've had this. Ninety three is Murray. very interesting because of alternative, um, because but rap so too. Hip hop, rap, and no, oh yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. I mean those those two things crescendoed, and I'm right at this age where it was like, yeah, like I was getting into grunge, but also like rap and hip hop were so awesome. Like it was undeniable. Yeah. Like like yo MTV at the moment, it was. Dre and Snoop and Tupac and Big and then all the and Nirvana and Alice in Chains and Soundgarden and Pearl yeah. Jam. It was like that's what was on MTV. There was no hair metal. There was no pop shit. There was nothing. It was those two things. And you'd get softer versions of that or other. And actually, you had a good like low key R and B thing that was going on. Um. But yeah, no. If hardcore '93 is the least interesting of almost all that stuff, mm-hmm. but <laughs> but it well, was a very had, interesting uh, year. Well, are we calling um, quicksands? Post hardcore. Post hardcore was killing yeah. it. Post hardcore yeah. was killing it. And then, like right now, we're 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 splitting atoms to do that. But sure. but yeah, like like hardcore, hardcore. Uh, you know, as rival mob would describe it, was not doing great in '93. Right, right. Uh, Post hardcore was fucking pumping, killing it. So. Um, no, I mean that one. quicksand record. It, I mean that's of all their material. That's my favorite. Yeah, Slip is it's such perfect. It's album. perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. Um, for both of you, but TV or film? Ooh. <laughs> uh, I, if people of the podcast world don't know, I work in television. Uh, it is my passion, but I find myself watching movies more than I watch TV these days. Tom, um, I am also a film guy because I'm terrible at television. Yeah, and if you're expecting me to sit down for like eight separate, eight straight weeks, yeah, to watch eight <laughs> hours or something, like I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I, I get it. The Wire is the best TV show ever. I get it. Yeah, I watched the first season, <laughs> and then you could. I had the second season on a boat. I'm like, I'm done. <laughs> but if that first season was a movie, yeah, you'd be, you'd be one of the best I've ever seen. Okay, all right. It, I think I've I, I I had a revelation recently. I think Game of Thrones broke me as far as television goes, because I invested. I watched that from season one, and the letdown of the final seasons. Like, I was like, I'm I'm not invested. It really this much hurt. Time in it. it, I can't fucking watch a TV. You think show. it was the hundreds of hours that you probably dedicated to it? Yeah. Nothing. If it was a two hour movie and the ending sucked, you'd be like, well, it was a waste. Yeah, Tom, you didn't you didn't watch Game of Thrones? I don't think right. No, I, you okay. know what? I had a room when it first came out. I remember walking in and there was like a 14 year old like nursing, and I was like, Yeah, I'm out. And then I just never watched it. 
<laughs> like, here's the thing, Tom. There's a part of me that will, and Eric, we got to get in on this. There's a part of me that would wants to say to you, dude, it's awesome. You have to watch it. But then I'm reminded of the last two and a half seasons. And, I YouTube yeah. Red Wedding. Okay, so it's that was like and honestly, honestly, the build up to that and like the surprise that you know, unless you were, had read the books and blah blah blah, like the first five seasons ish of Game of Thrones are great. I was fully invested, Eric. I was like, oh, I'd watch an episode and then I'd get three to four hours of content every week in between episodes from yeah. podcasts about it and shit like that because it was so good and there was this crazy fan base around it. Yeah, and it was really good tv and it fell off a cliff and it the investment level really did hurt um yeah. that's it. i like the way you put it that it broke you and 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 how like it's like going through the worst marriage you could ever go through and being like look i don't care how much i love someone i'm not getting married again right like like i just can't i can't put myself through that shit again yeah it's it's kind of it's that's a good way to put it i mean it's i so i watched it I watched Game of Thrones with a buddy who read all the books and was like voracious as far as that like as far as that lore and whatnot went and he, I would watch it with him and he would kind of fill in all the blanks and like know yeah, the yeah, backstory of sure. every tertiary character that had like one line he'd be like oh that's this guy's son and they back at the blah 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 and be like I found it really interesting you know and and yeah it just it fell off and seeing like my friend's disappointment with how bad oh. it killed me i no, was, it was like it was, uh, it was, it was Tom, he, it was awful it was worse than oh, my no, favorite I mean, my band putting on a new record loved it. yeah i had family members that were like what i can't believe Ugh. that's what they would do here's a question for you guys H- has any uh, like appointment television show ended in a way that you were happy yeah the americans were satisfied the Americans, the, the Americans, and Breaking okay. Bad, both those ended. Breaking the, Bad, I agree with. Yeah, um, if you haven't watched Watch the Americans, the Tom, I think you could actually enjoy that show. The Americans, I had a conversation with a homie not long ago about uh, the emotional resonance of the last episode, and like, mm. it's just there's there's a couple moments where it's like, oh my god, I'll now never be able to listen to that song again the same way oh yeah like this is carrie russell right carrie russell i don't know the dude but the dude is now her husband um it's really well Claire done Dane isn't in it right no that's that's um that show is pretty good too that was on showtime that was uh homeland that's homeland yeah okay homeland she's yeah yeah um homeland had a good ending nah homeland homeland had a bad ending and homeland had a kind of like homeland had that Maybe we're gonna do another season, but probably not. But right, maybe right. let's see. And and it had had that same thing happen the season before. And no, <laughs> Homeland didn't have a good ending. The Americans did. Breaking Bad did. Very few do. Um, it's especially One in the years had a great ending. Oh yeah. Yep. Yep. I I I like. I thought the wires ending was pretty fine. Uh-huh. I, I I'm one of those guys who will talk forever about the wire if you get me going. Um, but I thought that had a satisfying ending. Sopranos, I'm not as it's a bad. Listen, it's a bad ending, but I'm not as mad as it as other people are. Yeah, I I I was I thought it was cool at the time. I thought my cable broke. Right. That's yeah. That's what it was. It was so. It's like it's like um, it was a uh, uh, what do they call it? It's a like uh, the horror. Yeah. Well, the horror horror movie trope that gets you to jump out of your seat. Like yeah, or like a jump scare. Jump scare. It's a jump scare ending. You know what I mean? It's a like, 
and it, it it's we should not take it for anything more than it was. It, it, Tom, your reaction is exactly what they were hoping to elicit. People were like, "Wait, what just happened?" Uh, and that confusion. And then it's you know you're supposed to get meta and think about what could it mean. It could be right. blah blah blah. blah. I, I, like you don't know what happened. Not super satisfying before. to me either. But I didn't hate it. it it's like it was no. a good TV show. And but but it speaking me, of the wire. Yep. Eric, did you see the new ended video? No. Dude. <laughs> what, what, they what, go full Baltimore on it or what? Yeah. Well, the, the singer. So our little our buddy Brian from Zilbalba. Yeah, yeah. Little Brian, the bass player. He comes like so the video starts, he comes running around the corner, and instead of Omar's coming, it's Akil's coming. <laughs> singer turns the corner dressed like Omar with a shotgun. <laughs> That's great. The rest of the band goes running and it's just them walking around Baltimore. The song is fucking incredible. It's got justice from TUIs on it. Oh, that's great. But the Shout video, it's just him fucking singing with a fucking shock. Dude, the song is literally like, I, I you, you listen to it once, you'll you'll have to listen to it 10 times. I love it. That's but awesome. the video, it's just him, like, he comes around the corner, he's like whistling like Omar, which is one of the most like iconic mm-hmm. fucking character scenes like ever. Like, yeah. you don't have to know The Wire to know Omar coming. Sure. All right, we're gonna go rapid fire for a few here. You guys ready? Wait, yeah. can I can I just go. ask a quick question? Of course, I have a question. Uh, I mean, maybe not a quick question. So, does does Tony live or die? He dead. He's dead. Uh, you think he's dead? I think he lives. Members he only lives. guy went and got the gun from the toilet. Nah, I, think I thought he, goes he lived. On. I thought he lived. Yeah, he just know. goes on. All right, let's go. Um, Williamsburg or Silver Lake? Oh. <laughs> Like the bomb? Like I don't. No, Silver Lake is the hip, uh, a hip area in LA. I've never been to Silver Lake, so I don't. Especially, know. it's like Williamsburg. Like Williamsburg is Williamsburg still, but it isn't Williamsburg twenty years ago, you know. Mm, and Silver yeah. Lake is Silver Lake still, but it wasn't Silver Lake of fifteen to seventeen years ago. So, uh, but so pick one of those like washed up cool places. Both both washed up cool places that have been mm. super gentrified, but still trying to give the facade of hip, like Urban S- Outfitters. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I always, I, 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 my understanding was that Echo Park, but maybe, maybe Echo Park is the Bushwick, and, yes. and Silver Lake is yes. the Williamsburg. Uh, Echo that- Park could have stood in here for Silver Lake. Silver Gosh, Lake yeah. pre- predated it barely, but you know. I mean, I, I mean, look, Southern California compared. I mean, it's just more pleasant than New York. I say this as a lifelong New Yorker. It's a more pleasant existence. It's nicer. Uh, that being said. I lived in Williamsburg for a time. You're thinking I about that the, Whole Foods. <laughs> I love the neighborhood. I, lo- I, I, you know, um, women. I mean, parks. Are you wait? Are you saying Silver Lake? Are you saying both? They're both. Both got it. Yeah. I think the women out here are a little bit. I That's think they're true. a league, a league above the New York women. Uh, you better watch no, your mouth. As, as a, as a, as a, as a, as a dumpy man, I, you know, listen. <laughs> um, I say that with all self-awareness, but uh, uh, I would rather hang. I mean, at this point in my life, I'd rather hang out in Silver Lake, I guess. Yeah, you're going to Erewhon. None of this but, uh, whole but I, shit. But, you know, I li- like I said, lived in Williamsburg, missed the neighborhood. Don't miss my apartment. My apartment Tom, we'll do, we'll do a tour of Silver Lake when we're out there. All right, cool. When you get, you guys are coming out for Sound of Fury. Yeah, yeah, we'll be there. We'll be there. Hell yes. We're going to um, We will be there. Metallica be there. or Slayer? Hmm. <sighs> It's a tougher question than you think. I know. Uh, What's the first thing that comes to your mind? Go, go, go. Metallica. Okay. 
Yeah, Metallica. I think it's secretly but, the right answer, but I'm taking Rain and Blood over any Metallica record. Master of Puppets. Though. I know, I know, but then, but then you start thinking about it too much, and you're like, wait a second, Metallica's got so many fucking songs. I mean, they both both bands. And then it's like, wait, but Rain and Blood is so fucking hard and heavy, and it's like, yeah, but then go listen to Kill 'Em All, then, and you're like, oh shit, Kill 'Em All. Ah. And yeah. God hates us all is the best, more most recent record of any of those bands. Mm, interesting. And that's 2001, mm. September 11, 2001. Wow. All right. Um, Pokemon or Magic the Gathering? <laughs> They're a third choice. You Not keep going direction. I'm just you. I you you keep surprising me at every turn. Hey man, like, we got to keep you on your toes. Yeah, the third choice is Yu-Gi-Oh. <laughs> Jesus. I go Pokemon. I did that Pokemon Go okay. around Ocean Grove like one summer. I'll do That's that. Cool. All right. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't. Okay. I've never played Magic the Gathering. I don't know enough about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's. I think it's adjacent to Dungeons and Dragons, sort of, right? More um, card battle. Yeah, Less it seems. Players. I think. I think that's cooler than Pokemon as a thirty-one-year-old. However, you know? in nineteen ninety-seven. Yes. Yeah. You were actively into Pokemon as a child. Oh, I was waking up at like six in the morning to catch it on the WB, <laughs> like that. You know, like. Pokemon oh, was a phenomenon. It. If you were, if you were I, yeah, I know you're in the exact right uh, pocket for what it. I was that hoping long? for that. Yo, Man. Tom, because as a dude who was going to comic book stores, I remember Pokemon stuff appearing and being like, "What in the flying <laughs> hell is all this shit?" And wow. then all of a sudden, it was like, like I was fourteen, thirteen, whatever. And then I started seeing young kids coming in, and that's what they were there for. And it like took over within years. It was wild. You know, you know what's crazy at that time? There was a VHS tape, and it was just a, a promotional tape about Pokemon. It wasn't an episode. It was like a, a tape that explained to you what Pokemon is. And this tape just showed up in my friends' mailboxes. They never ordered it. Their parents didn't get it for them. They just like I had several friends that just got a tape in the mail. Yeah, and they were like, "Yeah, this is Pokemon," and we watched it, and we were like. Oh All right. shit! This seems cool. Let's go. <laughs> Yo, good for them. All right, seven seconds or Gorilla Biscuits. I go Gorilla Biscuits. I'd have to go Gorilla Biscuits, but it's close. Hmm. EP or LP? Ooh, EP. Oh, I mean, it depends. I think there, there's great LPs and there's great. E- I think generally, if you're a hardcore band, especially if you're a newer one, go EP. Okay. A good LP would be would end up being a, an incredible LP, uh, EP. That's how yeah. I look at it. Oh, okay. Yeah. To me, tra- to me, great LP is unbeatable, but it's yeah. so hard to achieve. So, um, right. A lot of good LPs would be actually really great for song seven inches. Mm. Mm. Yankees or Dodgers? <laughs> oh, <laughs> come on! I mean, this one's obviously me, the right? initial yeah. question is Yankees or Mets. But Tom's a Mets fan. Eric, you're a Yankees guy, aren't you? I am a Yankees guy, yes. All right. So I didn't need to ask that. But Yankees or Dodgers is a little fun. I'm assuming, Eric, you're still going with the 32 games over 500 Yankees. Yo, they are they are killing it, and it's On nice. Fire. On fire. If, 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 they're, if they're Subway Series, Tom, you and me. Ooh. Yo, <laughs> do, you know, do you know... The Yankees are currently on pace for 119 wins. Let's go, baby! They're probably not going to hit that, but but no, if they no. get if they get 110 plus, that's insane. Tom, this one's for you. Yankees or Dodgers? Okay. 
Um, you got to throw on a hat and go to the stadium. Yeah, no, no, no. I know. I'm probably gonna. I'm probably gonna have to go Yankees. Yeah, Whoa. I figured there's but some NL rivalry. You know, I'm New York. Yep. The Dodgers have had I, like if I, I would I, I would shoot the fair one with like Clay Bellinger <laughs> <laughs> or Justin Turner or when they had Utley, I would fucking yeah. swear off at Utley if I could. But but yeah, but and like here's the, the thing. Picture. It's all it's all thresholds, right? Because if we're saying if I said Dodgers or Phillies. Oh, You're LA all day, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Well, that's you know, as a Yankees fan, I mean, like, I never hated the Mets. I always kind of pitied them. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, but but that's the th- like, you know, a Red Sox or a Phillies, you can get the fuck out of here with that shit. I got no beef with the Mets. I you know when they were in the World Series in 2015, I was like, yo, fucking good for them. Like, I hope they go all the way. Yeah. Um, LGM. Yeah, you know, like, but you know, I'm from. Long Island, Queens. I grew up in Mets territory. My grandpa is from the Bronx, so he brought the OG Yankees lineage to my family. So it's it's Yankees forever and ever. Mm. Even as long as I'm in California, I will not Yankees, I'll go to a Dodgers game. Sure. I might wear a, I might wear a Dodgers hat, but it's okay. It's I, acceptable. Yeah. If you're if you're yeah. in La La Land, it's okay. Unless you're like a Giants fan. Yeah. Uh, it's okay to throw in the LA hat. Um yeah. Trapped under ice or turnstile? Mm. <sighs> oh man, I I mean I I, I love them both. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what turnstile is doing is cool as fuck. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, at the end of the day, listen, I at the, I would I would probably at this at this stage I would probably listen to turnstile over Ty, but like Ty is. They are, they are legends of that era. I, I feel comfortable at this point calling that a legendary band. You know? Oh yeah, no question. Yeah. So so, there, I mean, there is no. Yeah, so well, give your answer. Is the, that's the the question. Is just your answer. <laughs> I, right at this moment, turnstile. Okay, Tom. I'm gonna say uh, I'm gonna say TUI. Turnstile is very pleasant, and I like it a lot. Turnstile TUI makes me like become your TUI like, till you die. Yes, it makes me want to like mosh. Yeah, I mean, it, it was a toss up for me, honestly. I, that's that all works. We only have three more questions. I'm going to give you the Easton submitted question: uh, yes. Mar- Mario or Luigi? You <laughs> know, Mario. I mean, there is no Luigi without Mario, so you got to go Mario. Do do we think that th- there's uh, a lack of Irish American representation in video games? Is that the <laughs> Are they? Yeah. Did they get screwed over by the franchise? Should Should Sonic the Hedgehog's name be like O'Brien Mick Callahan or something like that? Yes, I think so too. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it is. We just don't know yet. All right. Uh, why Why do the Irish have such like little brother syndrome? Like, I don't like, think they. Perpetual. I don't think they actually do. Um, tie dye shirt or oversized all over print shirt. Ooh. Uh, I don't look good in tie dye, so I'll go all over print. Um, overall, oral, depending on how it's printed, that overall, all over print will make you sweaty. So I'm probably going to go tie dye just by default. I don't okay. like either. All right. And the final question, guys, we're wrapping up. Drug church or self defense family? Drug church. Uh, yeah, drug church. <sighs> 
Good night, everybody. <laughs> Thanks for having me, fellas. Hey, what's up, Axe to Grind? This is your boy Vince calling in with a pit report for a show I went to last Thursday, June 9th, in the city of Toronto, Canada. It was at the new DIY venue that just opened up, which is really fucking sick because we haven't had a DIY venue, a proper DIY venue anyway, since uh, Faith Void, the record store, closed, I think, like around the end of 2018. So it's been a while. And it's like, it's a vintage clothing store now, but I think it used to be like a mechanics shop or something. It's got that big uh, sliding garage door at the front and it's just like a big concrete building. And of course they, the punk kids built a half pipe in the back of the venue because any good DIY venue needs a half pipe in it, especially if you're from Toronto. And, um... Yeah, pretty sick venue, big concrete building, but it sounded all right considering that, you know, it was a massive concrete room. Three bands played that night. The first one, Psychic Drivers, was like some shoegaze kind of thing. I got there like, I don't know when I got there in their set because there was some like confusion about whether or not tickets would be available. So the promoter told me, come back in an hour. Let's see how many people we can fit in here. And then I kind of like wandered in right as this band was playing. Not really my thing. Um, but if you live in Toronto and you like shoegaze, check them out. Psychic Drivers. I think they're shoegaze anyway, man. I don't know. They had pedals and it sounded like indie rock. So whatever. Then Friction played one of my favorite local bands going at the moment. They play like you know, the amalgam of like no warning, trapped under ice, cold world kind of vibe that we've been accustomed to here in the last 10 years in hardcore from bands. Definitely the type of stuff that if you like that music, you want to check it out. Um, Their last EP, Condition to Chaos, I think kind of pushed them forward a little bit. They had some new uh, new ideas on there, some interesting song structures and kind of cool stuff like that. So if, if you're like a real head of that music, check this out. You're still yearning for that in the year 2022. So I know some of us are. So check, check out Friction from Toronto. Um, their set was cool. I've seen them probably three or four times. This was probably the best crowd reaction they've gotten so far. A lot of people knew the words. A lot of people were just stoked to be there in general, have a good time. The crowd was probably the best part of this show. It was like a lot of different kind of bands and also in a DIY spot. So I got to see some people that I hadn't seen in like a real long time. Like, you know, a bunch of different scenes of kids coming together. So, you know, a lot of familiar faces in one spot. It was really nice sort of like tug at the heartstrings kind of moment um, just to see everybody back together as one. It felt like, you know, back in the old days of the Faith Void record shop. And um, speaking of that, Shit played. They were the last band. Absolute was supposed to play too. I'm not sure who Absolute is, but they're probably sick. But they had a COVID thing happen. Couldn't come through. And anyway, um, Shit Played. I've never really been a big fan of Shit on the record. I'm not going to lie. Um, and 
This was the first time I've seen them, which is a major fucking poser red flag on my part. But, uh, man, they were fucking sick live, yo. They went off. It's the type of music that you, you can't really hate it if you see it live, you know what I mean? It's just, like, fast punk music, upbeat, everybody's pogoing, everybody's pushing each other over, and just a tight live band. So, like, you know, if you like hardcore, you like punk music, you're definitely gonna enjoy seeing shit play live. I wish I saw them the last, you know, X number of times I had the opportunity to and just never lined up because they were a great live band and now it makes me want to go back and check out the records. So, yeah, that was the show. Then uh, later on that weekend, I think Homefront and, like, Nuovo Testamento played that venue, but I was out of town, so I didn't get to see that. But... It's sick because we have a new DIY venue in Toronto and already we've had two great shows there. So check it out if you're in town, if you live here. Yeah, that's my pit report. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye.